Welcome back to the show. My name is Angelique Velez and I am the CEO and founder of Breakups to Makeup. And you are tuning in to the Hey Glow Friend podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If this podcast is of any value to you, please um, rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Um, that's the only way I'm going to be able to spread the message about the podcast. And thank you so, so much in advance. Also, I'm doing a contest, so you can head on over to either our Hey Glow Friend Instagram page or our Breakups to Makeup Instagram page and look for the Hey Glow Friend tote. All the information is below it, but basically all you have to do is um, subscribe and write a review in order to win a chance to have a chance to win one of our beautiful totes that are super duper cute. All right, so let's get right into the episode. So first of all, I just want to say that today is our 31st episode. Can you believe it already? 31 episodes in. Um, it's been 29 episodes and two bonus episodes. So I'm super excited. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Um, so today I'm going to actually talk about how I started Breakups to Makeup. I've gotten a lot of questions coming in on how I created the product and, and how I did that. So I'm going to focus this episode on that. So hopefully this helps some of you newer entrepreneurs out there. If you have any other questions, please head Head on over to our Hey Glow Friend group on Facebook and feel free to continue the conversation over there. So this is just kind of the gist of when everything started, kind of what I did. So if you are a product-based business, then this one is good for you. If there's anyone else you think might benefit from this, share it with them as well. Um, I get a lot of questions about this stuff, so that's why I'm saying that. All right, so how I started Breakups to Makeup. The first, first thing that I did was I registered the name Breakups to Makeup and trademarked that as well, as well as my first slogan. So if you've been following along on my journey, then you already know my first slogan ever was Love Raised Me Lipstick save me and that was the first slogan that I ever put on a clutch as well as a t-shirt so when the process started I already knew um, the name breakups to makeup was gonna be very cute and I felt like it was something that people might want to use so I wanted to make sure that it was protected so at that time honestly you guys and if, once again if you've been following my journey then you already know I didn't have any investors no loans nothing like that I straight up used my savings account in order to start my business so I know a lot of you are in that same place right now it's okay I'm there with you I get it it is hard um, everything costs money but this stuff I feel like is very important to take care of first and foremost and that's what I did too reason being you don't want anyone to ever take your name or use your name and I've had this happen so I'm so so very grateful that I have a good lawyer protecting me now and that I was able to do all this to protect the name um, and and all of my mantras as well it's so important that you guys do that so when I was a newbie what I did is I headed I had on I headed, I had, I went on over to LegalZoom. So that was the website that I used. I know things have changed since then, and I think they're a little bit more expensive now, but they're still not as expensive. I feel like if you hire like, um, 
a, a more expensive lawyer. But I feel like their fees are pretty comparable to lawyers' fees now. But once again, they're they're still a little cheaper. So if you go that route, um, that that's exactly what I did. But I will say, once I started working with my lawyer, we did have to backtrack a little bit because I made some mistakes when I first filed. But I feel as though as long as you're able to protect it in some way, shape, or form, do it that way and then you can always switch it around later. But I will say if you have a friend who is a lawyer or someone that you can talk to about your name and about trademarking and about copywriting and, and if you need a patent, do that. I am not a lawyer. That is not my area of expertise. I'm just telling you what I did. And when I first started, once again, I went um, through LegalZoom.com and I uh, trademarked and registered my name that way. But now, once again, fast forward, I am working with a lawyer and everything I do, it's with the lawyer, but it is it is expensive, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, but yeah, you definitely wanna register, trademark if it's a business name, if you're gonna do be an LLC, I'm an LLC. Um, there's also things called S Corp that you can do as well, but I feel like a majority of people when they first start, they start off with an LLC. And you can do all that with LegalZoom as well. If you are a business owner out there and you did something else or you have any other advice please I would love to hear from you and so will the community because I get questions on this constantly um, I do I am prepping for another episode where I'm gonna be talking about the whole thing between the difference between LLC and S Corp I have a couple of friends who are accountants and I picked their brain a bit so I'm just still compiling information but that is coming so more to come with that uh, but if you have gone through the process and you do have more advice please head on over to the hey glow friend Facebook group and drop the knowledge there so that way we can we can all help each other and that's what this is all about but yeah you definitely want to do that I call it dotting my I's and crossing my T's it's very important to get that stuff I know it's the boring stuff but it's important to protect yourself it's very very important and honestly me being um, with the, where the business has gone now I'm just so happy that I did that because it's protected me in the long run because I've had a couple of issues um, okay the second thing I would say is creating a sample or a sketch a mock design, something that is um, an indication of what you're looking to create. You want to make sure that you have a good um, knowledge or a good idea of what it is that you're looking to create. So for me, for example, it was the makeup clutch. The term makeup clutch was a part of that. That's a, a term that I came up with. Um, the design of the makeup clutch, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and, and tell you that I sketched everything out and I'm good artistry wise on that because I'm not. I didn't do any type of sketching I literally drew like a box and then in my mind like I, I no not in my mind I wrote down like love raise me lipstick see me I put exactly where I wanted the lipstick but I had I, I'm not the sketching type that's not my area of expertise either as far as sketching but I knew in my mind exactly what I wanted and the reason why I say that it's so important especially with the next step when you're going to approach people that can help you create it or if you're creating it yourself you want to have a good idea um, as to what your design or mock design is. So that way you know where you're going and you're not doing it blindly. But especially if you're working with like an outside resource, like a vendor or a manufacturer, you wanna make sure to bring them as much information as possible 
especially side note if you're working overseas because a lot gets lost in translation so I mean if you're working outside of the United States if you're in the United States listening to this and you're working outside of the United States you want to make sure that you're going um, approaching them with as much information as possible because once again things get lost in translation so if you can have some type of mock-up or design or picture um, pictures work great just to show exactly what you're thinking so you want to have that created um, so that way you can create a sample as well so the next step before that and for my process this was before the sample so once again it's a mock design of what you're looking for and then the third thing is to find someone to help you create it or create it yourself so this is where the sample kind of comes in um, so if you're creating it yourself the first thing that you're creating that's basically your sample and then from that you can tweak and change it as you need to and my advice for that depending upon what you're creating try it out try it out as much as you can test it out have family and friends test it out if you're able to create more than one sample just so you can see how it works and that's feedback for you so that way you know what to do and how to change it so for example when I created my sample, my first sample, I had gone to a vendor, I found a vendor, and the way that I did this, you guys, I literally, I went to Google University, so if you know what that means, I was using Google, I was typing in information like uh, makeup bags, or at the time, I wanted to do more of a clutch, so it wasn't even really a makeup bag, I turned it into that, but I wanted it to look like a clutch, so I was looking for vendors within New York City, because that's where I was, to help me create that. I didn't want to go overseas. I wanted to work with someone local so that way I can, I was able to talk to them and really develop a relationship with them. So that's what I wanted. But when you're Googling, you could find basically places anywhere to be honest with you, but I wanted someone local. So I was able to find a vendor that was willing to work with me and that was willing to work with lower quantities. And what that means is that usually when you're producing something and you're working with a vendor or manufacturer, they are they need to make a certain amount of quantities or they want you to make a certain amount of quantities in order for them to produce your product. And a lot of times for us product-based businesses, those quantities are higher. So we're talking about 10,000 units 5,000 units and at the time I couldn't afford that I needed a vendor that would work with me with lower quantities so we're talking about like a hundred to two hundred um, quantities and I was able to find that but it took me a lot of time so side note with that my advice to you first and foremost don't give up but second of all really really figure out what it is that you want or you need like if it is the lower quantities and that's a non-negotiable make that very clear that you're looking for a vendor and I would say you know when you're when you're googling and, and searching for vendors or manufacturers find a couple because there are gonna be some that aren't gonna respond back. There are gonna be some that say no, that they can't do it. So you wanna make sure you have a little bit more than a handful to choose from in case they can't accommodate your needs. But I would say there is gonna be someone out there for you for that time in, in your journey. So don't give up hope and be very specific about what your non-negotiables are. And for me, that was definitely quantity. There was no way I could produce more because I couldn't afford it. So I need to find a vendor that could produce in lower quantities and I was able to do that so from that step of finding the vendor and manufacturer from there we created a sample so I provided them with what my mock design was and what my thought process was I was able to connect with them I think we did everything 
everything via email, I want to say. But I would say, you know, just from my learning process and my expertise within the business, try to have a phone call. If I know right now meeting in person, I would say I would even suggest to meet in person. But right now I know that's not possible with, with a lot going on or it may not be possible. So if not just at least maybe have a Zoom call or a phone call where you're able to meet the person and really talk to them and let them know what it is you're looking for. Because when you're picking a vendor or a manufacturer, it's almost it's a relationship. So it's almost like you're going out on a date. If, if I can compare it that way, you really want to make sure you're a good fit with that person. Not everyone is going to be for you. And that's something that was hard for me to learn. Just because I found someone doesn't mean that they were the right person for me. And you really want to make sure when you're hiring people to do things for your company, because your company, your brand is your baby, that they are the right fit for you and for your brand. So that comes with time. That's com- That comes with relationships relationships getting to know the person so I really would take this step pretty seriously and try to develop that kind of relationship with the vendor or manufacturer and have a phone call with them and talk to them and pick their brain see what their mission is and, and what they're doing if you can um, but from that point you want to create a sample and I will tell you on a side note samples usually cost more than the actual cost of the product is for the production. So I'll break that down, I'll, I'll, I'll go back. So when you're creating a sample, the one sample is gonna cost more than you're going to pay per product in the end. Because with the sample, a lot of times it's going back and forth. You're really trying to tailor it and to create it and you're creating it out of nowhere. So when you're dealing with the vendor or the manufacturer, you're going back and forth like, oh, we need to change this zipper or this interior, this is not working. Can we change this exterior? Can we change this print, make this bigger? Like you're going back and forth a bunch. So the sample is gonna be a, a higher cost, sometimes a lot more. Just so you're aware and you're prepared, Glow Friends. So I don't want you to be surprised. Um, but yeah, samples usually cost more. And then from there, once you have that sample created, you can honestly take that sample and go anywhere to use it. I mean, I wouldn't recommend to do that. I like to stick with who I worked with to create, you know, my sample. But technically, that's another reason why the sample costs more. Because once you have it in your hands, you can kind of go anywhere to develop it. You, you want to stick with, I always stick with the same person. But um, I'm just saying. Side note, <laughs> just so you know. But yeah, so the sample is going to cost you a lot more. So be prepared. And that's what the sample is for, going back and forth. And don't be scared to go back and forth. Like I said, know your non-negotiables. Know what it is that you're looking for. And that's why I was saying the creation of that of that mock sketch or design is so important. It's separate from the sample, if you know what I'm saying. Because depending upon who's creating the sample, you might have to go back and forth a bunch to really get your vision. Okay, so don't be scared to do that. It's going to be a lot of going back and forth. You're going to have to be putting your foot down. You're going to have to know what you want. All right, so the fourth thing, and this is the one where I feel like a lot of people get nervous about. You're going to want to create a website of some sort. You need, after you have this sample and after you have um, it created and you know you're going to be creating like this specific product, like for me it was the makeup clutch. Once I, once I had my Love Raise Me, Lipstick Save Me makeup clutch, I was ready to go. I was ready to produce them. I found a vendor that was able to produce them in a lower quantity. I think we started off with 100 units and at that point I needed to have a website. How else? was I going to spread the word about breakups to makeup and my makeup clutch, right? So, and this was a very like nerve wracking step for me. I, I had no idea how to create a website. I had no idea what I was doing. So what I wound up doing was putting them on Etsy. 
So because they, I, I kind of created them myself and then I outsourced to produce them in mass quantity, I put them on the on Etsy. And Etsy is a place, if you're not familiar, for um, people that actually create products. So if you're doing like, I don't know, bubbles or shower gel or exfoliating scrub or even lipstick and you're creating it yourself, candles, whatever it is, you can go on Etsy and sell your product there. And what's really cool about Etsy is that there's no cost to create like your page page your page for so it's like a Facebook page the what they charge you for is for every sale you make and I hope this is still the same way I haven't been on Etsy in around five years so um, I'm assuming it's the same though but you get charged when you sell a product so there's no cost that you're putting out front so for me using my savings account for my investment that was magical for me because I didn't have to put any money up front to create the website so I started off on Etsy and honestly I was probably on Etsy for around two or three months probably I think it was only two months and then I quickly launched my own site so what I did with my website was I used Squarespace um, and I know there's a lot out there. I actually, I wish I had used Shopify because I feel like Shopify really connects you with a lot of the social media platforms and apps like Instagram and Facebook automatically. Um, and I feel like it is pretty easy to set it up on there. And I'm actually looking now to see how I can transfer over my Squarespace site to Shopify. But I, but Squarespace was easy for me. I was able to do it myself at that time. So um, those are just two examples. Squarespace, Shopify, you can look on those. And you can create your own site they have landing pages on there that make it very simple and easy that you literally just put in your information it's like uploading pictures on Facebook or Instagram so you can do it don't let that step stop you but you have to have something you can't like reach out to your friends and family and say hey I'm selling this product just Venmo me or Apple pay me you know what I mean Apple pay that's a thing right you guys are cash app um, but you wanna have a site, so that way there's an actual page, an actual .com that people can go to to purchase the product. It just makes you look that much more professional as well. And it, and it doesn't really cost that much. Worst case scenario, go on Etsy and you can do it that way. Whatever works for you, but you're definitely gonna to wanna to have some type of platform to have your product and link that you can send out to people where they're able to go to purchase. Okay, the fifth one. And this one is just advice from me to you, girlfriend. Just do it. Just do it. Like put all the crap aside and launch the damn product. Because I feel like once again, a lot of people will use the excuse of, oh, I don't know technology and I can't create a website. And we'll use any excuse underneath the, the face of the, plant, of the sun to not do something. Just do it. Just launch it. Press launch that launch button. I remember. I remember pressing the shop or um, shop open button on Etsy and how that felt. And it was like, oh my God, the the butterflies in my tummy. But you just have to do it. And then from there, you want to yell it from the rooftops that your product is out, your site is open, you're ready to shop. Text people, email people, call people, post it on Facebook, post it on Instagram. Do it numerous times and I will continue repeating this throughout the podcast only three percent of your followers are going to see your post this algorithm is jacked up on purpose they do it on purpose so you need to 
figure out all the different ways you can spread the message. And for me, like text messaging random people, not random people, they're my friends and family, but it's almost like cold calling. Like just, hey girl, what's up? Just wanted to let, I know it's been a while, just wanted to let you know I'm launching this product. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear what you think. Simple as that. And sending like a a text message to a person. Like think about cold calling in that way. You want to think outside of the box. So yes, you want to send the email. You want to send text messages, Facebook, Instagram. But but it's a constant thing. So I feel like with text messaging, for example, it goes right to their phone. And you're just having a conversation with them. It's not like you're doing a mass email. Because a lot of people get turned off by like mass emails or mass text messages. So I make sure to make them very individualized. Like I'm actually reaching out to the person and I, I create that message just for them. Especially if we were just having a conversation. I might piggyback on that conversation and then say, oh, and by the way, I just launched this. Would love to hear what you think. You want to make it personalized per that individual. And it's not just going to be that one post or that one way of reaching out to them. You want to think of all the ways. Remember, you're shouting this from the rooftop. You want to let everyone know what you're doing. All right. And then the sixth thing I would say that really helped me out when I first launched um, my makeup clutches. And once again, for breakups to makeup, the, the makeup clutch that I first launched in the very beginning. If you're an OG breakups to makeup supporter, you already know. But it was the canvas makeup bags that said love, raise me, lipstick, save me. I had them in natural color and I had them in black. And they were canvas. They're beautiful. Um, I think we have like two of them left if you want to head on over to breakupsmakeup.com. I think we have like two natural canvas ones left, but that's it. And once they're gone, they're gone for good. Um, but when I first launched those, I wanted feedback. I wanted to hear like what my friends thought, what my family thought, what my fellow makeup artist's family thought, um, because that was the only way I was going to be able to figure out what worked, what didn't, what did they like, what did they not like. So when I created like my second product, I knew what to do and what to focus on. So for example, and I can only use my own experience as examples, but a lot of people, the feedback was they wanted shirts right away they wanted shirts so i knew and from the get probably a month in i started creating the shirts because the makeup artist community wanted them um so i was able with the shirts to create my other two designs on shirts as well so not only the love raise me lipstick save me but i did i would cry but my mascara's designer as well as losing you hurt but losing my makeup bag would be a tragedy when i first launched love raise me lipstick save me was my first slogan but i launched a campaign and, and if you've been following me you know I always do campaigns so my three slogans within the campaign were those three so I launched just the bags the makeup clutches the love raise me lipstick save me but on social media I also launched the other two slogans so people could see them as well and once again this is after they were already trademarked and we went through all that process so they were my slogans and I made sure of that before even putting them out on social media uh, but I launched them in that way so it was the three of them at the same time so immediately people were like no I want to see those on t-shirts and tank tops so I came up with t-shirts and tank tops right away um, in regards to the bag bags a lot of feedback I got was that people wanted them to be wipeable, especially makeup artists. So in case you spilled your makeup on them. So for me, when I first created them, they were more like a fashion accessory. Like I wanted them to be cute and I wanted them to be something that looked very like rugged New York City vibe, um, which they definitely were. I was very, very happy with my first launch. But I understood the feedback because as makeup artists, if you're carrying that around your kit and something explodes or even just a regular, you know, everyday person carrying your makeup bag and makeup explodes in it and it's not wiped 
wipeable, it's a problem. Thankfully, our bags you could um, throw in the wash and you can use like the Tide stick to, to clean them off and stuff. So that was something I definitely made sure of. But it's a lot easier fast forward now that I have the wipeable exterior and interior. And I learned that from listening to my audience and asking for feedback. Another thing that I changed pretty immediately was the zipper. I originally went with like um, the normal kind of metallic zipper, like very old school looking with the little hole in it, like in case people wanted to hang like a key charm off of it. But my feedback was that the, the zipper would get snagged a little bit or it was a little bit tough to open and close. So because of that, I picked a different kind of zipper. It's more of a solid heavy duty zipper that the teeth are easy to open and close. They slide very, very easily. So things like that, I wouldn't have known if I didn't launch in the first place. And I feel like people put a lot of pressure on themselves of creating the perfect product in the beginning. And that's not going to happen. It, it's just not. Like, I loved the product I created in the beginning. Don't get me wrong. But my makeup clutches have gone through so many changes since then. It's ridiculous. And now, fast forward to my vegan faux leather bags. Those, for me, those clutches are like my dream clutches. Like, those are clutches that I wanted to create from the very beginning, but I didn't even know how to. But, you know, along the journey. I was able to create them and I love those clutches but it took me time to get there so don't let that hold you back um, ask for the feedback and see what your audience thinks all right, so I hope that helped, Glow Friend. Just to break it down once again, you want to, number one, register, trademark, dot your I's, cross your T's, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's a patent, copyright, LLC, all of that legal stuff, get that done in the beginning. Number two, you're going to want to create a sketch, mock-up, design, whatever the idea is for your product or for your business. You want to make sure to have that and know it from the inside out. Get that down. Number three, either you're gonna create the product or you wanna find someone that can create it for you, whether it's a vendor or a manufacturer. Um, depending upon what your product is, you wanna do that. So it's either you're creating it or you're finding someone and outsourcing someone who can create it for you. And you wanna make sure you're able to find someone that are that's gonna be able to meet your needs. Make sure you know what those needs are and what your non-negotiables are. Number four, you need somewhere to launch it, some type of platform, either a website or like myself, I started on Etsy and I'm sure there's a bunch of other things out there, but you just want to make sure to have a place where there's a link that you can send potential buyers that they're just able to click on and purchase from there. And I would say side note with that one too, because I know um, now you can shop on Facebook, shop on Instagram, which I love. That's all great, but I would still encourage you guys to have an outside link. Honestly, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I don't really trust Facebook and Instagram and any of those social media platforms because we don't own them. They kind of own us. So we don't own our followers within that. They could shut down at any time. Just make sure you have a backup plan and have some type of place where you can host your site and have it living. Once again, I use Squarespace. Shopify is a really great one as well. And I know there are other ones out there, but have something. Number five, just do it. Just launch it, stop waiting, do it, do it. Yell it from the rooftops. And number six, ask for feedback. Ask potential clients, ask family, ask friends to try it out, ask for feedback. If you create your own product like um, skincare or makeup and you're able to like give out little samples, do that. It'll definitely help you. For me, it was hard because um, there's really no samples with my breakups to makeup clutches. But if you do have a product where you're, you are able to create samples at a lower cost, do it. 
do it in the very beginning so that way you can really get that feedback and you could see that you know how it affects a person's skin or how you know the the lipstick is lasting all day etc all right i hope that helps glow friend and please 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 join me in our hey glow friend facebook group to continue this conversation i know this is a juicy one as i've been getting questions left and right about this so i hope this helps someone out there and if it does please subscribe rate review and share with a friend and until next time glow friends when i shine you shine we shine together talk soon bye Hey, glow friends. I wanted to hop on to let you know that I am launching a course. That's right. Come this October, I am launching my new program called My Makeup Mastermind. If you are a makeup artist or a small business owner, and right now you're feeling lost, you don't know where to turn, you don't know how to pivot, and you don't know what to do, then this program is for you. Go on, go on to www.mymakeupmastermind.com for more information. And there's also a link over there where you can schedule a free consultation with me, no strings attached, I promise, to talk about the program and to see if you're a good fit. Head on over there right now and I will talk to you soon. I can't wait to have you in class. Bye, glow friend.